Sir Driven Society podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Uh huh. Another installment of the uh, Driven Society podcast. Yes, sir. Give the Lord a round of applause this evening for uh, carrying us through Hallelujah. a mighty long way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All And tonight we have another ill guest of the creator yeah. and producer of the hit show. Situationships, Miss Scylla Senny. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm super dope to have you on. Uh, we actually got familiar with the show, really, with Nicolette, the actress on the show. Yes. She's super dope. Um, we've uh, met her at a few CCNY events and mm-hmm. you saw the building. So we've, you know, we've interviewed her and we've shared the show on this content um, through our newsletter. And um, it's, I'm super happy to support it, man. So it's a really <laughs> great show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's been a journey. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's start with who you are and, you know, um, how'd you get into this field of even creating uh, content? Sure. So um, I actually have a background in TV and film and advertising. So when I graduated from college, I worked at Bobcat Films. Um, so did a couple of TV shows there and movies and then moved back to New York. And I spent maybe like three years in advertising mm-hmm. and then uh, spent a year in radio. And nice. while I was doing all of that, I was creating my show. Nice. Yeah. At the same time. And now I'm in TV. So, so what, in, um, what inspired you to create Situations? Sure. So four years ago this month. November, me and my friends were talking about our trash and horrible dating lives at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just really, really funny. Like everything that we were sharing, like one of my friends was dating this older dude. He was in his Mm. 30s. She was in her early 20s. And she thought that they were together. So I asked her, I was like, well, did he say that you guys were together? And she was like, he said that he was open to a relationship. Mm. And I was like, those are two very different things. Right, right. And so there was this one day where she forgot something at his place and went over to his house unannounced. Mm. And there happened to be a girl who was on every single subway train as her and got off at the same station as her. Whoa. And then... They were walking to the same apartment together in New York. True story. And the other girl recognized her. And then the boyfriend came outside and it was a whole thing. Oh, shit. Right. So we just kept going over all these wild stories. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this could be a show. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time, I was very inspired by Issa Rae, Black and Sexy TV, all Mm -hmm. of the different web series that were out at that time. So I just got inspired and I started writing the whole idea. Yeah. Super dope. Yeah, that's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really interesting. Um, Just to dial it back a little bit, though, um, you said you you mentioned that you... uh, Did you start out writing or was it just more so like production... Uh, work. Sure. So at that time, I started writing and building my team. Um, I actually collaborated with another writer named Carl Logan, and we write um, the seasons. And I just started talking to a lot of friends and seeing who was interested in being a part of this project because. I was like, I need to have the right people on board. So we got, I got my other um, producer, Brandon Brathwaite. He's our EP. Um, He joined in 2015 and then we casted that 
we casted that February and about 4,000 actors submitted, which was very surprising because I was like, this is very low budget. But I think it was the topic that really brought a lot of people to it. Um, We shot it summer of 2015 and dropped the first season on Valentine's Day in 2016. Wow, that's dope. What kind of... Yeah, that's the that's the key. Like, um, the millennial dating experience is so interesting. It really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's online dating. Um, social media plays a huge role in millennial dating experience. Mm-hmm. What do you think compared to other generations? What are like the the differences that really stand out from how your parents came up, your aunts mm-hmm. and whatnot? What do you see as like the significant differences? of um you know the experience that we have sure so well number one is definitely social media Mm. um i feel like right now we live in a world where where everyone's very disposable and Mm. you get like instant gratification or you instantly remove them um so i feel like people have a lot of choices but even when some of my older parents or my older family members watch it they're like we had that. We just didn't call it that word. So mm, uh. I think across generations, a lot of people can relate to this story because mm. there are even people that are much older that are still in a situation ship. <laughs> um, but I think social media and the digital age is something that definitely stands out mm-hmm. and causes even more lack of communication for our generation, even though we're so connected, but we Sometimes people don't know how to communicate, mm-hmm. especially that's in a real interesting word. So it, it yeah. took, oh, shit. I mean, I mean uh, that's that's an interesting word that you use. So it's, it's communication, like in, in all your like research and writing and studying and like self searching to like really get really get great content. Um, besides communication, what are, what are some other things that you find um, maybe lacking or promote the the um, the environment? Absolutely. I feel like dating apps for sure, like the Tinders and everything like that, it just makes it like you can choose to connect with someone. You can easily dismiss them. You Mm -hmm. don't have to get attached. It's just so many options and so many different things that really affect how people communicate. And then since people don't communicate and they kind of hide behind social media, it just it really affects how things work out mm-hmm. because a lot of, I feel like with social media, people are, sometimes people are afraid to be authentically themselves right. or actually share their true feelings mm-hmm. with, in person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. Um, social media, nobody wants to be vulnerable. Right. And that's a right. big major part of communication. Um, question I had to ask because what, what your show, why, one of the reasons why I think your show is so dope too, um, is like you have a sweet spot because I think men uh, multicultural man or any man that watches the show, we always want to know what is it like from the woman's perspective. Oh, really? Absolutely. I okay. think that's one of the reasons why Insecure was really dope too, mm-hmm. because we got to see like, you know, oh, that's what they think in these scenarios or that. Was that like um, strategic in your part to really show how women, you know, go about when it comes to dating, how they, you know, um, view men that approach them or mm-hmm. how they view different um you know, relationships and whatnot? 
Sure, absolutely. Even when uh, crafting the characters, mm-hmm. I wanted to have specific archetypes when it came to each different thing. I realized that. I could okay, tell. good. Yeah, so yeah. that people could really relate to that. Because I, I noticed even when people were auditioning, they were like, that's either me or I know someone like that. Mm-hmm. So with the girls, you have, you know, the girl next door, you have the femme fatale, you have like the crazy girlfriend. Right, right, right. Um, with the guys, you obviously have the player. In season one, we had the guy that was in the friend zone, the mm-hmm. guy who's the side guy. So all these different types of people that you'll mm-hmm. meet when you're dating or in a situationship and how they all interact. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was important for me to share that perspective um, and really kind of highlight all those different scenarios. Mm, absolutely. What is something that, um, it, you know, forgive me if this is too personal, but what is something that you enjoy about dating And what are some insights that your art has given you into dating? Sure. Um, Well, I am a hopeless romantic. Mm. um, And I grew up watching rom-coms. So I love romantic comedies. Mm. So that's something that I feel like in this world that's so stressed right now, like all the crazy things going on, I just feel like let's have a little bit of fun when it comes to creating a story. Like if there's anything that I can do to make people laugh, that's something that I like. Um, And as as far as dating, I just think it's important to be on the same page. I feel like this show definitely highlights how people aren't on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what makes people get drawn to it because they they just feel like it's relatable. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love romantic comedies. So that's a big thing, do big you, inspiration. Do you feel like um, our culture um, and people of color have a more difficult time connecting? Because you'll often hear that, you know, black men don't open up. Oh, well, men in general, but usually like black men don't open up. And then, you know, black women have a, another set of challenges as well. You mm-hmm. know, when it comes to like finding a, a mate that's, um you know, perhaps professionally compatible or what have you. Mm-hmm. Or financially compatible. Financially. Mm. Um, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> like that hit a note. <laughs> no, it didn't hit a note. Um, I feel like... I feel like it all comes down to communication, really. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you know what you want, then go with that. But I feel like a lot of times with dating, at least for millennials, I feel like people don't really want to communicate what they want up front. Mm-hmm. And since they don't talk about what they truly want sometimes people settle Mm -hmm. and then they get upset when the other person doesn't want the same thing or or the other person assumes that someone wants to be in a relationship when really they didn't or maybe they told you but they don't listen so i i don't necessarily think you know it's harder i just think that you should be clear on what you want and if you know what you want and you communicate it then you won't get your feelings hurt absolutely because art um Art definitely um, imitates life. And mm-hmm. your show does that, like, every, from the characters. I'm like, wow, I know somebody like that. I know her. Like, And it also shows, like, there's some women that are going for love. Some women are not in that space. Same mm-hmm. thing for men. Some mm-hmm. men are not in that space. Do you feel like um, the culture or millennials right now are looking for love? Or do you feel that, you know, right now, since everybody's getting married later, everybody's really, you know, um, having children later, that mm-hmm. we're just... We're coming up in a different way. We're, we're, we're uh, so what I'm looking for. We function different. I do think we're different from older generations. Mm. We've seen what our parents have done, and we want to be financially stable and have our careers together mm. before we have children. So I think 
I think that's just something that we've learned. Like, I think we're very career oriented. I feel like, I feel like we want, what's the word? I feel like we want to, we're going for our dreams. I think we're more like our parents instilled that we could achieve them. And we're actually the generation that's going for it. Um, But that's why older generations think that we don't want to work hard because we don't want to like get this horrible job where we're not getting paid. No, we just want to go for what we really want kind of thing. What was the other part of the question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think that was it. Was that? Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> I just think that we're a little bit different. I I do think we want love or that some people want no- love. I mm-hmm. think it's just when you decide that you want it. I do think that a lot of people can be very career oriented right now. Got yeah. it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Who are some um, writers that you enjoy? Like to maybe maybe not even like you know, inspire or, or, or borrow from aesthetically, but who do you just enjoy, um, you know, taking in? Okay, yeah. Um, well, I love black writers. I love, of course, the Isas, the Avas, mm. pretty much everyone who's in the industry that is, oh, I love um, Donald Glover, for sure. I love Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's yeah, reckless. That's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> right. um, but the, those for sure. And Shonda. Nice. Love Shonda. How is it, how's it been, um, you know, working with Blabby? It was so nice. Shout out to Jonathan and Morgan. That was an amazing opportunity. Um, They really understood what I was going for immediately. And to have that support um, from season one was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they gave us a really awesome marketing campaign and have been super supportive. So that was really dope. Yeah. How did, um, because you guys evolved since then, how did the Mm -hmm. partnership with BET come about? Sure. So I always knew um, from creating the first season that my intention was to get the show picked up. Nice. Yes. And BET was always among the top places that I thought the show could live. So I did a lot of studying as far as, you know, I come from an advertising background. So even just studying like how they roll out their shows, what do their advertisements look like? Mm. um, What do I want the voice and brand of my show to look like? So I made sure that when I was making the marketing materials, when I was putting together the pitch deck, that it looked exactly like like a millennial dating sex in the city or mm. like a younger being Mary Jane or, Smart. you know, I really took the time to look at that. And then one lucky day, um, someone I was in JHRTS junior Hollywood radio and television society. Mm-hmm. And I gave my business card um, to someone that was in it. And the business card had the cast photo on it and all of our links on the back. And it just so happened to get in the hands of someone who was working at BET. And it sat on his desk for six months. And then one day he um, looked it up and was like, this is amazing. And then he contacted me and he asked if I was interested in taking it further. And I was like, of course. Wow. Yes. How is uh, how is working in you know radio and advertising um, you know prepared you for this level? Are and even on that end, are there any things that are there any shortcuts that you know for writers that are trying to get picked up? I mean, part of being picked up is being able to prove to networks that you can draw these crowds. Are there any things that you could? Um, are, are there any um, like techniques that you apply to your writing to make you more attractive to like advertisers or? Mm-hmm. Uh, or 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 um, like networks and stuff like that. Well, um, I think 
I don't think there are necessarily shortcuts um, unless you have a family member <laughs> in the industry, but yeah, I do not. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of hard work goes into it. I think having an amazing story, mm. I think having a strong story is a foundation to everything because it doesn't necessarily have to be the look and aesthetic, but if the story is strong and if you have an audience, that is what's going to help you. So I think knowing your audience and knowing who you're talking to and specifically targeting them and then growing that audience and building it around it. Mm -hmm. My strategy was if I'm going to do it, then it needs to look like a show. So I did mm -hmm. everything that I could to make it look like it was a real show. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what advice would you give? Cause there's a lot of content creators out there and people, you know, who want to get into the world of film, what advice would you give somebody coming up who wants to mm -hmm. get into the space? I feel like my advice would be to start. That's like the biggest thing. Like, I feel like, you know, I was I used to be afraid or I wasn't always like out there, but I had an idea and it took a while. It took me four years to finally get here. But mm. in the grand scheme of things, there are other people that it took a decade or Absolutely. even longer. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just about starting and sticking to that path right. and not giving up. So the difference between those who make it and those who don't, I just feel like. They just didn't give up, no matter how long it took. Because you're going to get a lot of no's. Gotta get, man. But I'll, it just is that one yes. Yeah. All you need. That's my motto. I'll say yeah. it all the time to increase your success rate, increase your failure rate. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Would you um, try your hand at, uh, or let's say if, you know, you, you make some really cool relationships and um, somebody's like, here's $10 million to do, maybe not an original idea, but like, because you say you like rom-coms, like a mm -hmm. reshoot of something. What mm. one one movie or two movies would you select to, mm. you know, remake? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Well, I do love Hitch. Mm. Hitch, Hitch is a great rom-com. Yep. Um, I would love to do that. But to spill a little more tea... It's already low-key being done oh. because there's a spinoff of Situationships oh. called Wingmen. So we're going to talk about guys in that show. Nice. So are, are, we getting, are we getting an uh, uh, exclusive? Mm. <laughs> you know, we've been bubbling. Oh, so this one is about uh, guys' experiences? Definitely. Oh, nice. Who's so, telling? should be interesting. Who's telling? <laughs> who, are these, who are these men that's out here telling? <laughs> well, um, so. Black men do not cheat, right? Mm, Just out here reading. I'm about to go home and read the word <laughs> and enjoy well, some cocoa. The good book. The <laughs> dope thing about it is, um, so I write situationships with Carl Logan, um, who happens to be my boyfriend. Nice. Um, but he's basically doing the spinoff. So his character, if you've seen situationships, is Theo, and he's the okay. wingman in situationships so his show is going to be the spinoff oh yeah. nice y'all y'all remind me of uh mara and salim if you know what i'm talking about y'all gotta mm -hmm. watch love is fire show absolutely oh i love that show great show mm -hmm. oh man oh man this is dope um yeah i feel like uh yeah do you um yeah so when you made the show did you know the splash did you have an idea of the splash that you were gonna putting culture like putting people on and giving you know was it a was it a vision for you to give new talent or did you want to find people like a little further along? oh amazing yes um i definitely wanted to give opportunities to people of color to mm. basically everyone to young creatives um since 
you know, the industry is so marginalized. We don't mm-hmm. have a lot of opportunities. Right. So my casting calls have always been blind casting. So basically anyone could play this role because we all have had situationships. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that if you were talented and if you fit the role, you would have a fair chance to get cast. Nice. And as far as like my cast and or my crew, um, definitely I wanted to give opportunities to other, I was a new filmmaker myself. So right. just working with my peers who are also passionate about the industry and making right. a difference was super important to me. So, definitely. Cause I always wonder how that process goes, right? Because it's like you, you're the writer you have the film the vision in your head um and in your mind it's like okay this person should be like this and you know you you do the casting call and then you gotta find that person that fits it and so what is that is that like you're working with them one-on-one to be like okay this is the vision do you let them improv is this Mm -hmm. like a, um, a collaboration type of Sure. So when we had casting calls, um, we'd give them sides. So sides for the character. So I'd let them come in. I'd let them read. Um, And if I thought that they were a good fit, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd keep them in that category or I'd let them read for something else. So even there are a couple characters that came in read one way and I had them read for another. Mm. Even um, Robin's Nicolette, her character, she came in read in for one thing. Uh, but I was like, hey, do you mind reading for this? Right, right. Um, there was something about her that I was like, huh, I wonder if she, how she would do uh, with this role. And she killed it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of like letting them, letting their talent shine through and seeing how, you know, they brought the story to life. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where Nicolette's character don't, don't play no games. No <laughs> games. <laughs> None. Yeah, she's, she knows what she wants. It's dope. In <laughs> borrowing from real life, um, what are, what's a story that didn't, that um, impacted you as a writer, but didn't necessarily make it on to the page? Hmm. hmm. Um, as far as relationships or anything, 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 um, hmm. I feel like we're slowly like getting into talking about like one thing when showing, I don't know how far you've gotten with season two, but one thing that was very important for me was to highlight different sexualities, Mm -hmm. um, and make sure that those stories were told in a good way. Right, right. Um, specifically, even with like the two women, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be overly sexualized because I feel like it always is. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I haven't necessarily touched, I haven't touched the trans community yet because mm-hmm. I think it's important to do more research before talking about things. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because yeah. one thing I did saw with the show, which was really dope to me, interesting, is very multicultural. Like, Definitely. Very yeah. multicultural. That's um, New York. Absolutely. That's New York. And the fact that like that's something that a lot of people have noticed. Like, oh my gosh, it's multicultural. But again, like that's the world that we live in. And Absolutely. I think it's kind of important that mm-hmm. people are able to see that mm-hmm. more. Representation matters, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, we um um well, you know, we ask everybody these couple questions um, when they come on okay. the Driven Society podcast. First question is Stuck on an island, you have to bring three albums. Albums. Which ones you rocking with? Can we adjust this to movies? You randomly have electricity. Movies? Definitely, let's switch it. Yeah, movies. <laughs> Shout out to the sun. Movies, are sh- movies, are, movies shows. and shows together. Movies and shows. Yeah. Well, um, I'm bringing 
the Boondocks. Okay. It's hilarious. I've never watched the Boondocks. Who are you? Who what is wrong with is you? This Negro? What is wrong with you? Like, it is the most. I'm sorry. You've been trying to sell me on the Boondocks for like 10 years. Why won't you watch it? Yo, no, I just haven't caught it. It is, it is so you? ahead of his time. Aaron Magruder is like, it's crazy. I wish he was still doing it right now because he would be having a field day. Damn. Like, it's like, it's nice. oh my gosh. All right. So, yeah, the Boondocks. So the Boondocks. Where's he watching Boondocks? Um, so you, wait, you, you haven't watched it? <laughs> Why are you saying I've seen it like that? Like, what does that mean? So late, Jordan, Jordan y'all watched the movie? That hurts my feelings. I know. Jordan, you watched the movie? You really haven't watched it? So late, you watched the movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I ain't the only one. So I, I, Matt, <laughs> so I definitely shocked. know who won't be back to the Driven Society <laughs> podcast. I'm shocked. <laughs> well, Boondocks, go watch it. It's hilarious. Um, let's see. What else? Um, what else am I bringing? I gotta bring Black Panther. Like, okay. I low key go to sleep to it every night. I it's just, on Netflix, like, so it's like, you have no choice. <laughs> and my boyfriend's annoying so me. So your boyfriend like, is just out here watching you go Wakanda forever every night. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. He's like, stop. That's and I'm like, listen, <laughs> I've waited my whole life for this. <laughs> Really? And um, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Yo, I Yo, love Game of Thrones. <laughs> I watched the and whole, it's coming back. When is it coming back? April 2019. Yo, I watched the whole like a whole thing. I think earlier this year. Really? That shit had you me like. It. Listen, how many? How long amazing. did it take you? Man, maybe like two weeks. I think. So that's, that's a great. So show. who who are you going for? for um, the um, <laughs> um, what's uh, damn? I'm forgetting the name. It's a minute now. Uh, the um. The son who's like John now Snow. with the girl. John Snow. John Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Snow. Yeah. You know, I'm going for Daenerys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. I mean, even though she's like his aunt, yeah. she's kind of awkward. Aunt. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. That is so, so, but so Yasuo at the same time. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But they so belong together. They look good together. <laughs> Yo, the um the the bloody wedding, that episode. Listen. Whew. Okay, that's another podcast. So, right. Well, shout out to Trav for his uh, pop culture trivia on me. Yes. Three, well, 300 Driven Society points for Trav. Um, yeah. have, you ever, have you ever seen um, The Apartment with uh, Chris um, Rock? No. Nah, with Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine? I have not. It's, it's, really, it's a really great rom-com from the 60s. I think I'm going to check like it out. Definitely check it out. It's I a black and white. Yes. It's really dope. I'll be watching. Yeah. Oh, um, and the... And the second question is, um, what drives you? Like, what gives mm. you the gusto to get up in the morning to, you know, write, create, and inspire? Huh. Hmm. Probably my mommy. Mm. Great answer. Um, Great answer. And the good Lord, of course. Um, Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, definitely my mom. She's always encouraged me to go for my dreams. And she, all you know, when you have those parents who always say, like, oh, you're gonna like be amazing and mm. all the beautiful things. Well, I believed her one day. Like, wow. and yeah, yeah, my mom's a huge inspiration. Amazing. Congratulations on all your success. Yo. Thank you. I'll be working, y'all. Indeed. <laughs> Looking forward, you know, and um, Trav is gonna be sending you a headshot. You know, headshot. I want a cameo one very soon. Oh, okay. You are you, are you an about? actor? Uh, we he be acting. Really? <laughs> he be acting. We acting up. Sometimes. Oh, okay. But it's all good though. So, who would you be in Situationships World? Who are you trying to play? <sighs> who do you think he would be playing? 
<laughs> not sure. Not sure. Who you think you Yo, to be honest, let's be. I'd be. Uh-oh. I'd be the young man who is um very philosophical, huh. and is um has a positive outlook on life and love. Okay, you know so he's mean? a poor artist or a poet. <laughs> 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 You're a pianist. You play the piano. Yeah, I'm not Wait, mad do you at play that. the piano? I, play the keys. I, I don't, but I'm I, actually I always wanted to. So okay. yeah, might, do you tickle the ivories <laughs> from time to time? I could, uh, you know what I mean. That was in another lifetime, but I'd, I'd be I'd be that guy. You know, you'd be that guy. Yeah, so be, he'd uh, be that guy. Yeah. How about you, Franz? What would you be? I don't know, man. I'm just you know out here trying to read my Bible. Oh. So he'd be reading the Bible. You know what that okay. means. Think about the total mm. opposite, and mm-hmm. that's who you'll be. Mm. Yeah. I, I return tithe. So oh, tithe. Nah, he went to the tithe. So he's in the church. In the church. With the quotes. Yeah. Giving church mm. hugs to the, the ladies in the church, huh? It's the yep. one hand over the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And your that's ass terrible. is out. <laughs> no contact that's in the middle. No contact. <laughs> All that. Shake that. Yo, we appreciate you so much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. This Indeed. was fun. It was. And uh, like we always say this time, stay driven. Peace. Yes.